Check out the Geek Therapy Forum, which combines the features of a traditional message board with the comment section of all our content. Join the discussion at forum.geektherapy.com. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Josue Cardona. With me is Ali Matu. Hey, folks. Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. Today we're going to talk about Comic-Con and toys and a few other things. But first, we're going to get started with some announcements. We have a new patron. I love it when we start each episode with a, a new patron. So we've got John at the producer level, which is which is amazing. So welcome, John, to, to our Patreon. And with John's patronage, that brings us to our next milestone, which officially puts the brand new shows into production. I am glad to announce that I've officially put two new shows into pre-production, and they're going to be in a seasonal format. We're moving all of our shows into a seasonal format, into this, except this one. So there's going to be a sci-fi show, which is tentatively called The Synapse. And then, <laughs> and then there's going to be a follow-up to Psych-Tech, which is uh, related. Like, Psych-Tech is on hiatus, so I want to do another technology-focused program. And that one is tentatively titled Good Tech. So we will give updates about those as they are ready. And we don't need those shows yet because we've got a lot of shows in the works, including a show that is... Okay, so I'm going to bleep out what the show is about. I'm going to tell you guys what it is about, but I'm going to bleep it out because I don't want to to, to spoil it and jinx it, okay? <laughs> okay? Okay. So it is related. What? And, and I have nothing to do with this show. This show came up organically within our community on the Discord Members of the community got together and were like, we should do a podcast about this, right? Yes. And it is so geek therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am so happy about it. There's, there's already been an episode recorded, but they're, we're doing things uh, right. They're going to be a few episodes uh, recorded and then, and then, you know, we'll, we'll start putting them out. I'm very excited about it. Lots of good things happening in the community. I think if I counted correctly, because I was kind of losing track, we've got 20 projects on the Geek Therapy Network. That's a lot of projects. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Between blogs and podcasts. And it used to be that I was somehow involved in all of them, but I'm not anymore. I'm not even in, I'm, I'm in like a, a quarter of them now. That is, that is so exciting. The whole thing used to be you and a mic. The whole thing used to be me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, oh, I'm, I'm so happy. So definitely uh, join the Discord, check out the forum. Uh, but... This week, let's let's talk about uh, Comic Con. We just came back from Comic Con, so Lara and Lauren and I got to hang out in Comic Con. Ali, I'm sorry you did not. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a good ten minutes to ask us questions if anything you're curious about, or just for us to you know like rub it in your face, uh, however <laughs> you want this to go. <laughs> I think you've been rubbing in my face. Have we? Um, so we really I'm, only I'm, sent you a couple messages, Ali. <laughs> maybe it's just um, I'm feeling the aura through the interwebs. I don't know. Um, or maybe it was my jealousy that was playing out. But yeah, um, I'd love to hear two things. One, um, everyone's top panel. Number two, I'm going to make it three things. Everyone's top panel. Number two, everyone's top booth number three your top outside of comic-con experience so panel booth outside con Hmm. 
Lauren, let, let's start with you. you Since were... it was your first Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had the least amount of time there. <laughs> yeah. I should say, Lauren, my favorite part of last week's episode was just hearing your reaction as a first-timer. It brought back all those feels of being at Comic-Con for the first time, so thank you for that. Oh, oh. Um, okay, my favorite panel was the um, diversity and inclusivity in tabletop gaming. That was really cool. Oh, cool. Um, my favorite booth was, mm, I'm going to have to say the Cartoon Art Museum. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, because they uh, made it possible for me to go with you guys and also <laughs> held my stuff when I was walking around. Who doesn't like that? That's a really rare commodity at uh, Comic-Con. Like that. Yeah. That's that's the most important thing, right? So also to store it's, your stuff. Yeah. Also, it's just dope as heck. Heckin' dope. Um, and then I also, I mean, I also enjoyed um, the Cartoon Network booth where we took the animated pictures with the Steven Universe, that was Steven Universe characters. That was fun. I enjoyed that. That made me the most jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, when Josue had Cookie Cat. I was like, no, you don't deserve Cookie Cat. Don't go around holding Cookie Cat. No. <laughs> That one was for you, Ali. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I wish we had gotten one with all four of us, but it, it was Aww. still really fun. Um, I do I do like the look on your face, Josue, where you're like, what is this thing? And I'm like, ah, it's Cookie Cat. It's Should cookie I eat cat. it? Should I? What, what is this? I've never heard of this. It's a pet for your tummy. I heard it don't make it anymore. Um, and then my favorite outside con experience, I guess, I mean, I didn't really do anything out there but uh running into uh those two splatoon uh, oh the, the, the octo- inklings yeah, yeah, the, yeah the octo kids who were dressed up in the salmon run outfits i posted it on twitter a picture with them but their their costume was so good and cute and made me feel really good and that was awesome nice <laughs> <laughs> that was outside of the nintendo area which was so packed i never got in yep Wait, sorry, that's what happened last time you and I were there at Comic-Con. <laughs> the Nintendo area was so packed you didn't get in, and then we just, like, hung out outside of it. I think, I remember you were, like, really sick, and I met you there, and I was like, well, there's a lot of people there. I lost I my can, voice. Yeah, yeah, I can barely hear you speaking. Let's, let's right. go somewhere quieter. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> Lara, what was your stuff? My stuff, well... I was going to say for my favorite booth, that would be the Cartoon Network uh, booth. Because I did the picture like five times. <laughs> because and, and that's one of those things like I've been coming to Comic-Con. I think this was my seventh time being at Comic-Con. And like I would never be. I always thought I couldn't go to those big like things because the lines are always too long but we got in the line like regularly and collected like all the buttons and the tote bags the tote bag giveaway they had the best giveaway it was free where i went to another place abc and went and got a button (laughs) a little button for josue and like it was five bucks for a little mini button the size of a nickel the size of a nickel maybe a quarter maybe a between a a nickel and a quarter not cool so 
Yeah, Cartoon Network was awesome, and it was really cool to like be walking around the floor and be like, oh, I know where I am in relation to everything else, because there's a giant garnet and amethyst <laughs> and pearl in the middle of the room. So that was pretty cool. Those those inflatable figures were really cool, except Pearl's hands. I'm going to have nightmares about those <laughs> inflatable Steven's feet hands. were kind of weird, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, Stephen had no toes. Uh, uh, but you only notice that if you're right there in front of his feet which we were a lot we were a lot (laughs) yes definitely um favorite panel i think had to be the prism awards which Mm. nina went over that in the last episode but a recap it's a celebration of queer um creators and queer content in comics the awards were awesome having there was only a couple of the recipients were able to be there at comic-con but it was cool to see molly ostertog get um an award for the witch boy for mainstream and like shout out to her new fiance noelle stevenson who was in the room which was really cool and they are adorable and they took adorable pictures with the award after and it was cute and she was in a she-ra shirt Yes, she was. She's the showrunner of She-Ra on Netflix. Oh, cool. So um, that's so weird. That's how we're going to refer to her now as the showrunner showrunner of of She-Ra, and not not like the creator of Lumberjanes or or Nimona, but yeah, yeah, She-Ra. And all of the winners were really cool. Um, There's, I think, on Prism's website uh they have the winners of and the nominees and everybody should check out all those books because they're pretty cool uh and then the last thing my favorite outside the con experience i didn't actually do that much outside of the convention i spent a lot of time even on saturday in the convention hall which no one wants to be in the convention hall on saturday um it's too busy but Josue and I did a Buffy the Vampire Slayer scavenger hunt, which was kind of underwhelming because they told us we could go in any order and then we couldn't. And we missed out on like all the cool giveaways, like the Funko Pop and the the person in front of the line right before Josue got the pin, the last pin. So oh. that kind of sucked. No, um, they told us it could be in any order. And we started in one end and they were like, oh, you this did it backwards. This is the last stop. Uh, you, you said oh it was gosh. any order. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. But eh, it, it was fun. Um, I collected a bunch of crap. Josue didn't want any of it, so he gave it all to me. So I got double the crap. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but part of that was getting to walk around, and I got my first Pokemon from a raid when we when we did that. I got Zapdos. Yay! Hey, woo! That was fun to get to do that and meet up with people while we were doing raids. There was 12 of us who did that yeah. raid. Yeah. I've never done a raid with that many people. And then yeah. we lost the second one because there were only like six of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but yeah. it was okay. We got we got some Pokemons. We we beat a raid. It was all cool. So that yes. that was an nice. awesome Comic-Con. Very uh very full Comic-Con experience, Lara. Yeah, yeah. Except that I didn't do any of the cool outside stuff, like the uh, Cartman escape room, or like Josue was telling me all the stuff that happened that you could do, and I'm like, what? That was there? Where was that? Like, But that's like every comic. There's no way you can do all that stuff. 
And it seems like every year there's more outside stuff to do as well. Yeah, they keep adding more areas where you can. Like we walked by, we went to dinner and walked by a place that the whole restaurant was um, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider themed. What? And, and we were like, wait, what is this? This is cool. Yeah. But that that's something I love that um, if you don't have tickets to Comic-Con and, and you're a local or you're in the area, there's still a lot you can experience just around the con. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. My, my favorite panel was a weird one. Me and Lauren were trying to get into a Rebecca Sugar panel. And we ended up like when we when we got there at a certain time, I was like, okay, we should be good. And then when I checked the map, we weren't even in the right building. It wasn't even in the convention center. <laughs> oh and yeah, we that were... was the one that needed the ticket at the yeah, other end. yeah yeah. And and Lauren was so tired, she was like melted on the floor. And <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, listen, there's a there's I think it was there's a Mega Man panel, like in an hour. Let's just go see if we can get into that room. So we got into the room, and the panel before Mega Man was uh, Spyro Reimagined, which is Spyro the Dragon was uh, a series of games that started on PlayStation. And now the character is very popular in Skylanders. But they were talking about the new like remastered trilogy of the original games. And I got to say, we just walked in there because we wanted a place to sit. But it was the coolest panel I went to, I think, all weekend because they <laughs> they talked about there was like all these cool stories about how they couldn't recreate the game, the original game, because they didn't have the original files. So they like a programmer created uh, something called a spiroscope, which is like basically they played the game on an emulator and copied it as they were playing it. With a, <laughs> like It's like what? they programmed the GoPro inside the game on top of Spyro's head and then they recorded everything inside so they could recreate the levels. And record his like so many cool things, and then they start talking about the music, and they tell the story about how yeah, uh, I was a big fan of the Police, and I wanted um, the the drummer of the Police to do the music for the game. That was kind of the style. And Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the Police, was at the panel. He was there what? talking about the whole experience about how, <laughs> and he was saying like how all of the music he made for that game is still super influential in his current. Uh, job as a as a composer and that all the time he has music that comes that comes up and it's he realizes it's like too close to the game so he has to like scratch mm. it and start over <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was just such a cool panel like from beginning to end and I barely remember playing those games but now I'm super excited about them which is one of those things that happens at Comic-Con you see a panel right. and then you you fall in love with everybody and with the projects and you want to spend money uh, yep. but that was that was like a really <laughs> yeah it was like completely not planned and and it was just so good, like lots of good stories, just so great. Lots of excited people on the, on the team. And then the Mega Man panel was after, and it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was... that. Yeah, I, I I've had that experience too, Josue, where there's a panel I'm really looking forward to getting into. I've sort of hyped it up in my head, and then like I don't get into it, or I get into it and it's not that good. Like One of my favorite uh, panels that I went to last time was this Ninja Turtles anniversary panel. And my friend and I, we just sort of accidentally stumbled into it. And we're like, hey, there's a lot of people in Ninja Turtle shirts over here. Let's go check that out. And then like they had two of the original voices from the 80s cartoon there. And my friend and I sort of lost our minds. We were so excited. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I love those serendipitous panels that you sort of end up loving. 
Yeah, I'll let you know how I like Spyro, which I wasn't planning on buying, but I'll, I'll be buying. <laughs> yeah, you're going to buy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My favorite booth was definitely the Cartoon Network one with uh, wow. with the the picture of, uh, you know, the pictures with uh, Steven Universe. Like, uh, I went, I think I also did it four times. And every time I asked if I could use the sword and shield, Rose's sword and shield, and they told me, no, only one. But uh-huh. then the last time we went, we saw that somebody was letting people do the sword and shield. I texted you. I was like, Josue, they're letting the guy do, this guy's letting people do sword and shield. You better hurry up. And we almost didn't yeah. end up in that line. But Lara's <laughs> wife was like, hey, can we go over in that line instead? Like, yeah, 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 no problem. So I finally got to do my sword and shield, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, and the giveaways there were, were so cool. We got so many that we're going to do I'm going to give some away on Geek Therapy. So we'll we'll hold a giveaway after this episode comes out. This explains why you guys sent me like 10 versions of those uh, yes. photos. Yes. Well, <laughs> there were like, two okay, backgrounds. Yeah, I get it. You guys like this booth. <laughs> but like I need another tote bag, another tote bag. <laughs> it was a short line once you got in. It was only like 15 minutes. You get a free tote bag. You can get buttons as you're going in the line, buttons as you're getting out of the line. You can like you, there's all these props, so you could do it multiple times. That's it so was cool. so cool. Sounds like they really designed that well. Um, yeah. So they didn't because for two reasons <laughs> I can tell you. One, the camera was super low, hmm. so like it only looked right if you like if you were my height. And I'm shorter than you, Ali, so you know. So, like, you would have practically been cut out of the photo. You had to, like, get down on your knees for it to look right. Um, that's why all the photos look like I'm, like, towering. And then, Be- Well, also because you were with a bunch of short people. No, 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 no. The cameras did not move. They were just, like, they were super low. I mean, I guess maybe they designed it for kids, but then, like, there were very few kids there. Um, and then another thing that happened was that they... So it was with a green screen that they were doing it. And they had Peridot's Toy Alien, and they had... Um, Pearl's staff, and they were both green, so if you, uh. <laughs> so it would disappear. So you couldn't eventually you couldn't use them. Um, they ended up using like blue staffs for for Pearl after mm-hmm. the first day, but you could never use Peridot's. Uh, well, alien. and my Just shirt thing. disappeared like that's, that's, why that's what pictures. I was gonna say. I was gonna say like Lara was sort of cloaked a little bit. Yeah, like, and then and then uh nina in hers it actually turned out really cool though because it moved with the background so her shirt instead of being the blue that it was became like pink and and streaked and it was really cool Uh, (laughs) that was great and uh i guess my favorite thing outside of the con i actually i don't remember doing anything (laughs) any of the things outside Uh, other than that other than that buffy scavenger hunt yeah which was not uh yeah because the lines were too long for everything yeah and so it was more <laughs> a Saturday at Comic-Con was worse outside than inside. What, wow. what about that? Uh, the restaurant we went to, the Good Plates. So, oh. I mean, we just we ate there. But yeah, actually, but it was that's part a good of the Good Place thing. So it was just a themed restaurant. And they actually had a recreation of the Good Place Plaza. But then, oh, Ali, they were so sneaky. So they rebuilt <laughs> this. They, they built this uh, plaza, right? The, the, like the outdoor, like the yogurt place at, yeah. uh, on the Good Place. And then they put like 10 foot tall uh, bushes around them. So you couldn't even see inside. You had to line up to register and then line up to wait to get in. Wow. Yeah. So you couldn't even see it from the outside. which is That's really smart. <sighs> so I didn't line up for that either. But my favorite thing outside was without a doubt catching Pokemon. 
Mm-hmm. We hunted so many Pokemon. Lauren and I, at one point, there was a family from Australia, and the little kid was rubbing it in our face that he had the, uh, which is the one from Australia? Kangaskhan. Oh, man. He had one of those. He's like, oh, and I've got and a strong he, one. Yeah, he bragged he had a strong <laughs> Kangaskhan. <laughs> I'm like, could like five you years maybe old. friend me and send me some Kangaskhan? That would be cool. To be fair, his parents did say that there were trading groups going on, so that we should take advantage of that. Uh, but um, yeah, just so so many Pokemon, so many Pokemon caught, and mm-hmm. raids, and uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Nice. That sounds like you all had really cool experiences. Um, yep. Uh, this is what I I love hearing these stories because you you don't see these stories in the press. Like, I I was following the events, and so it was like, oh, this new trailer just came out. The Aquaman trailer dropped. Um, Here's something announced. There's a new King Kong thing coming out. But you don't really hear the stories of the booth, the outside experiences, the the panels that aren't in Hall H or Ballroom 20. So I just, I love hearing these stories about uh, connection and seeing that thing that you love and discovery. Uh, that's what Comic-Con's all about. Hey, we've launched a new website called the Geek Therapy Forum. Almost every piece of content on the Geek Therapy Network is now linked to a topic on the forum, replacing the comments on separate websites. It also includes all the features of a traditional message board, so we have topics ranging from pop culture and video games to psychology and mental health. Patreon members also get access to an exclusive area to discuss Patreon-exclusive content, all in one place. You'll find a link to this episode's topic on the GT Forum in the show notes, or you can go to forum.geektherapy.com to sign up and join the discussion. Again, visit the new GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.com. And one of the one of the coolest things that happened, at least like it was a, a realization, which is really the, the next topic that I want to get into, is the 13th Doctor was there and they had a panel with her and the new companions. And she also did actually she did this cool thing where there was a her universe um, like fashion show. And in the middle of it, she just came out in uh, in the doctor uh, costume. Yeah, just surprised everybody. <laughs> oh, it was man. really cool. And but so while we were there, they started selling officially for the first time the 13th Doctor's sonic screwdriver. And I went to the the BBC booth multiple times and like their shipment had gotten delayed and it was it was on their way. And I kept coming back. Even they Lara said, checked like, for noon, me. And then you had yeah. me check because you were in line for something else. And I was like, they said like two or three. So they, they had no idea when the shipment was coming. But then I found another booth that that had it, and I immediately bought it, started playing with it, and then I got the realization, I think, I'm almost certain, this is the first time in my life I've ever bought a toy of a, a, a girl character, hmm. and I'd never done that. You know, it was like, it wasn't, I was so excited, and then I realized, I don't think I've ever done this before. Like, I never, like, there are lots of female characters in movies and TV that I love, but like I never bought a Buffy steak. I never bought a Ripley uh, like machine gun from Aliens. No Tomb Raider like, pistols. No Tomb Raider dual pistols. Right? Like I never, I never bought anything. Like, no, I'm not a person that buys a lot of toys either. But I thought like this is this was so cool. Like I didn't even think about it. I was just so excited about this character, and I kind of wanted to talk about that with with all of you because. Obviously, there's a very different perspective from Lara and, and Lauren. And I know that, Ali, I, I know you've you've cosplayed as Kamala Khan, for example. Damn and right I have. I don't know if you've cosplayed as Uhura or, you know, anybody else. But I'm just, I'm curious what you guys think of that. And I don't know. It's just, it was just, 
it felt so cool. I I remember playing with like my sister had Barbies, so definitely like, my Batman figures definitely rode around in Barbie's Corvette every now and then. But it wasn't my <laughs> pink Corvette. It was it was my sister's. You know, so that's different. But actually going and spending the money having my own toy of a female character was a new experience. There's two things that come immediately come to my mind. So one is of course representation of characters that are women in the stuff that we probably grew up with it was lacking and then also if those characters were there it was rare to have those toys represented like i i did play with uh female characters from star trek action figures and i was like all into my little pony as a kid too the original version but um but did it, you have my little pony yes like, did you I did. buy my little pony okay i did i i i love the show and i got them and i played with them a lot and it wasn't until years later that I knew it was a quote-unquote girl show, at which point I made my mom promise not to tell anyone oh. that I was into My Little Pony. Oh. Uh, she's, so you, she, you were a closeted hipster brony because you were a brony before bronies were a thing. <laughs> closeted hipster brody? Should it be my new tw- uh, Twitter bio? I'm making a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> man yeah well i mean i was i was like a closeted everything closet star trek fan all that sort of stuff but way before i discovered anything else like when i was super young i was all about the my little pony um but like even now um with ray and the new star wars movies there aren't as many toys that represent girls or I shouldn't say girls, but female characters in Star Wars as there are um, male characters. It's getting a little bit better, but uh, yeah, I mean, Josue, you growing up didn't have that many options. Yeah, I I think that's the kind of the point. I've I've been thinking that at some point when I was reading Buffy comic books, there is a future, like uh, there's a version of... Or the Slayer from like a hundred years into the future, two hundred years into the future, she has this axe, which is really badass. And then later on, they introduced it into the show, yeah, uh, in the last season. But before it was even on the show, it was in the comic book. And I remember, like, oh man, like I want one of those. But I don't think I don't think they ever even made uh, one of those like as a toy that you could buy. No, it would have been like a replica, like a model or something, not like a toy toy. It yeah, would have been like a two hundred dollar yeah. like replica or something yeah yeah which maybe that's like one of the reasons why like this was like it was still 30 dollars, but the sonic screwdriver is small it fit in my pocket yeah 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 it's really cool guys it's really cool (laughs) (laughs) except when it goes off in the middle of a panel Uh, did that happen (laughs) (laughs) it was a very quiet panel too and i like i was like (laughs) I was like, I i put my i was like super into it so i got down and put my elbow on my leg and i didn't realize it was going off <laughs> cool. i love that my pants were letting um, up yep. can we get a quick 30 second review of the sonic screwdriver so I, like how is it similar or different to the 12th doctors so it is the most organic looking sonic screwdriver yet it looks huh. like it is carved out of space wood what yeah it's like silver wood Okay, it looks like it's carved. It's very, it's it's not, um, it's actually very ergonomic. <laughs> and that's just because it's like, it has curves um, on it. And then the bottom half twists, does half turns. So you can do the doctor like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, hitting a button or flipping a switch. Uh, and then it lights up at the top 
and throughout, like the entire thing lights up because mm. it says like crystal clear um, in some parts, and then uh, has two buttons. One of them uh, does one sound and just lights up, and the other one makes the stone. It has like a crystal at the top, and it uh, spins and does a different sound. It's very very cool. I don't know why it looks like that. I don't know why it does what it does, but I cannot wait to find out. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> so cool. I just had it in my pocket <laughs> the, whole, the whole weekend. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you never know when you might need a sonic screwdriver at mm-hmm. Comic-Con. Yep. I mean, I would almost pass out in the hotel room and I would hear the sonic screwdriver and open my eyes and Josue standing <laughs> over me with the sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fix you. Yeah. 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 Uh, now I'm curious, Lara and Lauren, have, what was your experience with toys that were... Um, female characters or male characters? I mean, I grew up playing with Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joes and Barbies, like, all together. And I had my little ponies, too. Like, it was just all the toys all the time. And I, yeah, I never thought anything of it. My best friend was a boy, so he would play with my Barbies and my My Little Ponies, too. We would just They would all be together, and sometimes they would play house, and sometimes they would be out having... When we were outside, we'd be having, like, action-adventure stuff and, like, make little forts out of sticks and, like, dig holes and stuff. And we would just have a ton of fun doing all the things with all the toys. So that that's kind of... Kind of my background with toys. I had all of them. <laughs> uh, I had Barbies when I was when I was little, and then um, then I fell quickly into the Beanie Baby hole. Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, that's a that's a deep hole to get into. Yeah, too. yeah. It, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I've still got a big old tub full of like <laughs> eighty too. pounds of beans. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I can barely carry it upstairs, but you know. Um, Beanie Babies, they're important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's difficult to sort of get into because, you know, being a little girl, like the type of toys that are given to you are mm-hmm. different than the type of toys that are given to little boys. And it's not always super apparent when you are a little girl or a little boy. Um, I remember, oh, I must have been turning eight my birthday's in december um when i turned eight i'm pretty sure it was my birthday fell during hanukkah and i desperately wanted a my size barbie um which if you don't know was like a three foot tall barbie doll oh my gosh that sounds kind of freaky (laughs) well it kind of is yeah yes uh and the the marketing for children was well for little girls was like you can wear barbie's clothes and barbie can wear your clothes and isn't that fun and you can ride in the the little battery operated pink barbie jeep that your rich parents can afford to give you I wish I had one of those. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I remember getting like, I desperately wanted that for my birthday. And then when I got her, she was an inch shorter than me. So she was no longer my size Barbie. And I was really disappointed by that. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you could no longer fit in the clothes. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I wanted the one where she came with like fun party clothes. And my grandparents got me the one that comes with a wedding dress. So now I'm like very uncomfortable about it. But at the time I was just like, this isn't the dress I wanted. (laughs) But uh, I mean, I also remember like, 
getting yelled at to put away my, you know, Legos all over the floor where I had built um, like a tall building and filled it full of loose pennies because that was the bank. And so it's like, <laughs> is that gendered play? I, I don't know. But was that Scrooge McDuck's like money tower? <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because I watched like, you know, DuckTales or if it's because my family is Jewish and they're like, yeah, kids love to play with coins. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know how that works out but i definitely enjoyed it uh i mean and marbles and other like shiny rocks i was kind of a like a magpie as a kid i was like ooh, a, a, a nice smooth stick i'm saving this for my my treasure box uh, uh, a partially used sticker heck yeah it's shiny i'm keeping it um but yeah you know it's definitely you guys brought up a, a point about like there, there's not there's not a lot of of um, female character action figures but as you guys were talking about that when you brought up the idea of like replica weaponry this sort of image in my head of like I remember seeing you know Xena warrior princess collectors figures where mm-hmm. they're not you know toys for children but they are still you know plastic figurines uh, and I wonder I wonder where you know where gender comes into play uh, from that perspective of, you know, toys for adults, quote unquote, collectibles versus versus children's toys. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that mm-hmm. little girls want Xena dolls. It's that adult men want sexy figurines for their mantle or well, whatever. Well, now they've got DC Superhero Girls has a whole line of both like action figure action figures and like dolls. Um, and I know that they're super popular Except for certain ones that there were tons of when Toys R Us was closing. But there are, yeah, I I told myself I want all these toys for my kids. Like, boy or girl or anything in between. I want them to have these toys because they're really cool. It's and, funny that yeah. you bring up Xena because Xena was an offshoot of Hercules. Right? right. So, like, oh, well, like, I've got Hercules and my sister has Xena. Which reminds me of when right. I played with He-Man and then she- my Ra. sister could play with She-Ra. And I remember wanting a Shira action figure, but my and my sister got it, but it was it was like a mini doll. It wasn't an action right. figure like the He Man ones. And there was uh, I forget the the Man of War's daughter, um in in He Man. She had she had like a bird thing on her head. You remember? Uh-huh. Anyway, she was she was an action figure because she was in the He Man line. But then the Shira figures from that series were all dolls. I and think like, I had a Shira action figure when I was younger. I, I don't remember too. there. Yeah. I remember. Was it an action figure? It wasn't like a doll. I think it, it was, had like I think real it was hair. an action figure. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna Google this okay. stuff. Yeah, check it because I remember. Like I had an April O'Neil, right? Because I had. Oh, I had yeah. that too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, and uh, Thundercats. I had uh, Chitara, right? Like there was. They were just like part of the set. Bionic Seven. I remember that there was like a mom and a sister. Like, but there's like action figures, and then there's the the female version, right? And then, which were just different, right? It was. I remember one day my it was my sister's birthday, and someone came to the house and gave her two Barbie dolls. One was Flight Attendant Barbie and Captain Ken, and mm. or like Pilot Ken. And then when they realized that my sister had a brother, they did this thing where they were like. Oh, uh, one of them is for her and one of them is for you. And they ended up giving me a Ken, 
right? Which was like just because. So we each have a toy, which is really weird because we real we knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but like there wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. There was. I think that because of that, like it builds up uh, into the the replica thing that you're talking about, Lauren. Like I I had a He Man sword and I had a Skeletor staff, but I don't remember there being versions of the female characters' weapons as even like big toys, which could then translate into eventually like, oh, I want to buy that replica or like the better version when I grow up. There weren't even like female, there wasn't even a female um, lightsaber, right? Star Wars, there was only Darth Vader's and Luke Skywalker's. And it wasn't until way later, like my niece, she she loves Ahsoka's uh, lightsabers. And those are really cool because she had a female Jedi when, you know, as, as a kid had has yeah ray doesn't even have her own lightsaber yet (laughs) she doesn't ray's luke's lightsaber no but she's got a kick-ass staff (laughs) she She does does have have a staff staff. yeah she does have a staff they can probably charge a lot of money and there are so many little girls walking around disneyland with the staff because they sell it there Mm. it's pretty awesome so I, i think part of this is the problem with with uh, toys and the availability of that. But I have to tell you all, like having a little girl now and trying to get her stuff that is either about space or science, it's really hard. You have, you just always have to shop in the boys section, which is totally cool. Cause like, who cares? I but- can't remember the name of the company, but there is a line of clothing that is all for little girls that is all science and dinosaurs and space and stuff. And the- I can't, I cannot remember the name. <laughs> and like the, all that stuff has so traditionally been on the boy side of the aisle. And the other thing I have to complain about um, is the quality of boys versus girl clothes is also kind of different. Like boys shorts are way more durable and have pockets and have all the stuff compared to like girl shorts. Does everybody agree on this? I've never looked into this. Well, like for little it's, kids, I don't know if no, it's different for adults. No, it's but. true. As, as okay. someone, it's as true someone for adults who wears, also. Yeah, as someone who wears men's clothing, it's totally true. Hmm. It's <laughs> so frustrating. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Hmm. nothing nothing infuriates me more than dinosaurs being considered a boy's thing yeah we went to target on the way down to san diego and saw so many girls dinosaur things though target has some that was nice target has more stuff now um yeah and i just (laughs) saw um i just saw an announcement marvel rising is having a halloween costume line um, so Miss Marvel, Spider Gwen, Squirrel and, Girl, and Squirrel Girl, but it's really cool that there are going to be sensible costumes for little kids. Like, <laughs> and then there's stuff like Legos. So I was just watching the um, uh, the Toys That Made Us series. Is that what it's called on Netflix? Toys That Made yes. Us. Yeah. yeah. So their episode on on Legos is pretty cool because it, it does get into the 90s when Lego isn't doing too well and how hard of a time they're having, quote unquote, breaking into the girls market. And the episode doesn't get into this as much. They talk about how Lego eventually created a girls line that did work. But um for the most part, Legos are also marketed to boys. Historically, all the ads had boys playing. They're in the boys section. And these are like 
really not gender toys. Like, especially if you go back to the before they had the sets and they were just like, just these pieces. Blocks. Just, just blocks. a bucket of loose yeah. bricks. Yeah, yeah, a bucket of loose plastic bricks. Uh, and the connecting system, uh, like they were heavily marketed towards boys, even though there's absolutely nothing gendered about that product at all. Then they got them gendered when they the girls' ones are just like pink and light pink right. and white and F dark pink that. and purple. <laughs> F that. Oh, man. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess things are getting way better. Right. I think so, but I, I guess the uh, anti-capitalist in me is worried that the only reason it's happening is to make more money, <laughs> and not because <laughs> toys shouldn't be gendered at all. The ends justify the means. <laughs> I I wonder though. I wonder if that's true. I, I, I think I, yeah. the reason why it's been avoided is because of the fear that it would make less money. I don't know how much experiment experimentation there has been so far but like so doctor who is a very specific example right it's like the boy is now a girl so will they sell more or less i don't know that's quite an experiment but i guess adding i guess you're right adding a girl version is just to reach a new market uh, ucla has put out a study about every year there, there's someone in their media or sociology department has put out the study about how um uh the more diverse the TV show or the film, the better it does. And it, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. If you're appealing to, if you're representing a wider perspective of the population, more people are probably going to go see it. And I think the same is true here. Um, it might be a cynical perspective, but if you make products for only 50% of the population, then you're only getting profits from those 50%. So why not? Why not appeal to a wider variety of people? So I guess, is there any toy that any of you have wanted that didn't exist or you didn't get maybe as a kid because of the gender thing? Oh, that's a good question. Nobody ever bought me the mad candy scientist set because it had boys all over it. And I wanted to be a mad candy scientist and I'm still butthurt about it. I'm so sorry, Lauren. <laughs> I don't have no idea what that thing is, Lauren. <laughs> I, no I know what you're talking about. It's, it's the one with the gummies and stuff, right? Yeah, it's basically a make your own gummy set, but they, oh, nice. they make it like, oh, you're a mad scientist. Wah. It's probably yeah. a good thing I didn't have that because I would have just eaten all of it. Yeah, yeah I don't think I ever had that that problem. I think my parents were pretty good about buying me the toys that I wanted rather than what they thought I should have. I mean, I grew up playing video games. And like I said, I had G.I. Joes and, and Ninja Turtles and Barbies and My Little Ponies. And they kind of all got tossed into the same bin and played with together. So I think I have one for you, Josue. Um, so I, one of my favorite Star Trek movies was, um, it still is, Star Trek First Contact. And the bad guys in there are the Borg, and the Borg are led by a Borg queen. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever having a Borg queen action figure, and when I was in college, I think the company is called Art Asylum, or it used to be called Art Asylum. They made these really high-quality Borg action figures. Like, yeah, these are the action figures that you spend like 20, 30 bucks on. Um, I don't think they ever made a Borg Queen action figure, but they made a lot of Borg action figures. So that would be one I wish I had. 
man, I I can remember seeing the packaging for it. Like I think they did. We'll, we'll have to look it up, but I can almost remember the board queen action figure. Yeah, we'll look it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I just thought of one. Uh, I used to think that Rainbow Bright was super cool. Oh yeah, Rainbow Bright is super cool. Yeah. She had like a did she have like a robot horse or something? I don't Am think I mixing it was a things robot. up? There was like a movie. There was a horse. There was yeah. a unicorn. Yeah, but there was like there was a movie, and there was somebody had like a robot horse. I don't know. I thought she was really cool, and I remember there wasn't. There was only like probably like a plushie, and uh, maybe like some dolls. But I don't remember anything. Like I remember liking that movie a lot. But see, but I lived in a house where it was very very uh, frowned upon that you liked anything that was girl related. Or like I remember multiple times, uh, you know. There is a robot horse. <laughs> there is, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, see, yeah, see. Yeah. It's really, it's probably. See, that's why she was so cool. And Josue, um, there's a bunch of Borg Queen action figures. Like there's. Yeah, there's, I thought so. There's yeah. Like a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> point point is still valid. You didn't get it, and that would have been cool to have. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna complain yeah. that my parents didn't buy that for me. Yeah. My my family was uh, very much like, uh, you know, like, no, you only do boy stuff. Like, no, that looks like a girl thing. You can't do that anymore. But the robot horse looks like a boy thing. I know. That movie was was pretty was pretty cool. I really liked it. But, I, I, again, I did have some things, like, as long as it was part of a set. Like, I was, like, deep into Power Rangers. So, like, I oh, could yeah. not. You couldn't just have the boy Power Rangers. You need all five. How, how else am I going to make Megazord if I only have three of the Power Rangers? <laughs> right. Get out of here. Come on. Uh, <laughs> So, Hos- yes, I want Kimberly and Trini. What, what, what are you thinking? Josue, while I had My Little Pony as a kid, I don't think it would have been okay for me as a older kid or as a teenager to have quote-unquote girl toys. I didn't ask Doesn't. for any, but yeah. I, I don't think it would have been okay if I did. At your house, yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, I'm a grown-ass man now. Nobody can tell me I can't have my... 13th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver that looks <laughs> badass. So. And guess what, Josue? It's not a girl toy or a boy toy. It's a toy. What? It's a toy. Hey, could you explain this? Can you explain this again? <laughs> can I can I explain that like Start again? It, it's it's all all toys are just toys. We put the girl and boy in front of it. Like, who cares what your kid plays with? They're toys. I, I agree and I disagree. Because they're very specifically marketed in a certain way. Oh yeah. Or even, oh definitely. Or again, like the the Shira doll. I was like, I want a Shira action figure. Like this is this looks like a mini Barbie. My brother in law not... has like the original GI Joes, and those were dolls. So. Uh, yet to get this is true. They're this so dolls. They were one. They're so dolls. Yeah. <laughs> dolls. This well, is true. I I like what Laura is saying because that's that's kind of the the main thing is like gender is important important if it's mm-hmm. important and otherwise it's totally non-important so like we need to take the heat down on gender and it's totally okay for people to play with whatever toys they want and maybe things should be marketed less towards a specific gender yes and again i don't know that the doctor who sonic screwdriver is a it's a great example. I mean, it's a good it's conversation not a kid's, sorter. Kids toy. Right? No, but I mean, but in the in the gender <laughs> in the gender aspect, because it's a female character. It is a female character, but like 
thankfully they didn't make it a sonic lipstick right that oh would have been horrible Ooh. that would have been horrible which is what would have happened in like 1995 or something oh, yeah or 87 I, I or something when they wanted someone to do in it. the face wait yeah <laughs> I, I think we need to have a discussion about whether or not the doctor has a gender is uh, you all are probably much bigger whovians than i am but are the time lords gendered that's complicated um, <laughs> because they they seem I would say they are uh, oh what is what is the gender oh, fluid no 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 I just heard this the the dual gendered what is was the term I heard the other day at a panel bi-gendered bi-gendered exactly mm-hmm. they're like they're they're pretty binary but they're like you know we can we can switch it either way during a regen that's my impression of uh, I mean fingers crossed for a non-binary doctor in the future yeah, but yeah. that's yeah, but they're pretty like one, um, you know, they're pretty binary. Although uh, I heard uh, one of my favorite things from Comic Con this year was at the official Steven Universe panel at Hall H, when someone asked uh, Rebecca Sugar about coming out as non-binary, and they asked what does that mean, and Rebecca Sugar talked about her her pronouns and then talked about uh, being non-binary and like she made a comment about how. The gems are like they're okay with being referred to as female. Like they don't really have genders on the planet, but like they're okay if people say that they're female. And I'm that's how I am. I'm okay if you refer to me as a female. I don't necessarily, you know, identify as like female all the time, but it, it doesn't bother me if 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 you refer to me that way. And I thought that that was a really. Um, great way to put it and put the characters into that perspective which kind of leads me into the 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 time lords thing i don't uh, i don't think they're that mm. way i think they seem pretty binary that's a, that's a good analogy yeah yeah with the exception that like almost every time lord we see looks like a dude but i do like the canonical kind of explanation you have there Josue. yeah yeah because again, there are female ones, and there are. I, I don't. Do they refer to them as time ladies? Like, what do they even even? You're the, gonna the find term, out. Even the term <laughs> for them, right, is is gendered. So I'm not sure. Well, in they, Star Wars, Sith lords can be female or male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I. I'm. I'm I just don't know if there's another term for a time lord. Like, if they have different versions of it, I don't know. It's interesting. Hmm. What do they refer to the uh, female master as? Just Missy. Just Missy. Well, that confuses yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I think like they're like we're all Earthlings, right? There's no, there's no gender associated to Earthling, but Time Lord implies one. I think we'll see. We'll see. Lots of things. Lots of really interesting things are going to come up in the season. I hope. I hope they don't ignore all that stuff. When does the season come out? Nobody knows <sighs> this year, but nobody. They haven't given a date. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I know. Um, okay, so any any uh, final thoughts on the girl toys, boy toys thing? Teach your daughters to use swords, and teach your sons the ways of the poison. Mm. <laughs> the ways <laughs> of the poison. Mm-hmm. The poison mm-hmm. ways. The female weapon of choice. Yes. <laughs> 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 the two choices: sword yeah. or poison. I will say my favorite toy as a child was it, uh, well. Gas-powered stick. (laughs) Gas-powered stick. Um, I was going to say Starships were my favorite 
um, starship of choice, or I mean, toy of choice. And I was gonna say that these are non-gender toys. However, I just realized whenever they're referred to in Star Trek, they're referred to in a female gender. That the starships mm-hmm. are 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 um, female characters. And yet, they were probably marketed towards boys because space. Yep, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's something I didn't even bring up is the fact that in Spanish, everything has a gender. Yeah. So. We could do a whole yeah. episode on Latinx. We could. That's a whole discussion. Do you, do you want to talk about Latinx? I, 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 I think I probably know a little <laughs> bit less than you do. <laughs> All right, let's start wrapping up and do our Geek Therapy section segment. So, what was your Geek Therapy this week? And by Geek Therapy, I mean something that either cheered you up or helped you get through a tough time this week. So, therapy in the most general sense. Anybody have one? Steven Universe. Tell me more. <laughs> there was a new episode. There was a new episode. What? It's a, it's a lot. What? There's a yeah. new episode? <laughs> yeah. There's a new episode that, like, I found out through the Discord, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, get your whole body ready, Ali. <laughs> yeah, actually, so <laughs> yeah, so actually, I'm I'm confused, Ali, and I may not include this in the episode, but you made a like a reference or joke in in the Slack because yeah. in the video, her eyes are in the video. Yeah, the, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. The videos okay, you okay. sent me, it seems to really be heavily promoting <laughs> coming. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, well, she come. She what? came. <laughs> <laughs> what? You gotta watch the episode, dude. <laughs> I know what I'm doing in five minutes. <laughs> yes. Can we? I think we. It's been long enough since our our big Steven Universe episode. I think we should have another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the last few episodes alone have been. Oh my god, oof, so much. Wait, and we found out there's a movie coming. There is. I know. Six yeah. seasons in a movie. <laughs> 16 seasons in a movie? Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> no, just six. No. Only six. No. More. <laughs> I'm okay with it ending. Satisfaction to be had in a good ending. No jumping the shark. Gotcha. All right, so yours is uh, Steven Universe. Mine is every day is Steven Universe. <laughs> gotcha. Lara? Yeah, this week has been kind of crazy and rough. Um, So my geek therapy has been... Um, definitely road tripping with Josue and, and Lauren, even though that was last, last week and I didn't get their trip back with her, um, and reading all the comics that I got for free at, (laughs) uh, at, at panels. Um, I read the first issue of Border Town for Vertigo and it is so cool. I definitely, the art is beautiful and I want to pick that book up, um, but yeah, it's, reading comics has been distracting and a good pick me up. Yay, comics! <laughs> Yay. We, we went we went to the Vertigo panel, which which we talked about Vertigo on one of the last episodes because of all the new stuff they're doing. And we went to that panel, and it's funny because every panel and every artist I spoke to, every comic book creator, I always ask them like, "Are you on Comicsology? Do you have a digital version?" <laughs> because I I don't want the physical uh, books. And we went to the Vertigo panel, and they gave us 75 digital comics. I was so happy. Whoa. The, the first 75 issues of Sandman. And then yeah. we got Whoa. a physical copy of the first issue of Border Town and the first issue of American Carnage. Mm-hmm. And those don't come out till October or November. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, I really want to read American Carnage. That sounds really good. That sounds like the comic we need right now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh. a good panel too. Wow, that's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You got go hooked sit, up. Go sit for an hour. We got seventy-seven comics <laughs> and a free print. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Ali, what about you? Yeah, well, mine comes from uh, today. My wife and I went to go see the new Mission Impossible movie, um, and I'm not going to spoil it. But what I'm going to say is, it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I love the Mission Impossible series. I love how different each movie is. And uh, the last few have sort of maintained a story to them. And uh, what was cool about this movie is there was just like nice little small nods to the previous films. And it was it was fun and great action. And the moments that, uh, well, I can't talk about them, but I enjoyed it. So there you go. The first Mission Impossible came out 22 years ago. Oof. We are very old. I remember seeing it and being so confused about the plot. Uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is not. I like the scene where he drops and he has to do stuff in silence, but like everything else, they don't quite follow. So, Remember the gum that like oh, yeah. broke the glass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool stuff. And the sweat <laughs> that was falling down. So good. Watch that movie again and laugh at all the technology from the 90s. It's, it's a yes. lot of fun. In brand new 4K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Josue, what's yours? So definitely, uh, just in general, Comic-Con like, recharged my batteries. I am now much more ready to face this uh, crazy, crazy world we're living in. I feel way better. I definitely needed it. And uh, that feels great. Uh, but probably the thing that is like the coolest thing uh, to happen this week and has really cheered me up is I've been playing, uh, I played a lot of Pokemon Go with with Lara and Lauren last week and with like a lot of people at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And so I'm I'm now visiting my sister and my niece and my nephew are here and I told them like, oh, let's go outside and catch some Pokemon. And the best time I've had uh, playing Pokemon has got to be with those kids because... (laughs) throw that Pokeball and that thing just starts moving and they're like, cross your fingers. Oh my God. Is it going to say, did we catch it? Did we catch it? Did we catch it? Click. Yeah. I'm like cheering. <laughs> and it's, it's the best. We've done that like 30 times by now. It is, it is so good. <laughs> it is my nephew's birthday tomorrow. And this morning he woke up asking for Pokemon toys and they've been watching Pokemon on Netflix all day. My sister's not, happy with me I don't think but uh, <laughs> Pokemon rules but I am enjoying it a lot <laughs> also Pokemon released uh, 22 years ago as well we're very oh. old yeah Josue <laughs> right. is now going to make us feel old every episode because uh, all this awesome stuff has been around for so long oh my and gosh. there's all these like revivals and anniversary things that are coming up and oh <sighs> My niece taught me about Pokemon crystals today, and I I felt a certain way because now she's teaching me stuff, and I don't I don't like how that feels. <laughs> Get used to it, Jose. She's, <laughs> she's seven. Come on, this is the first time it's ever happened. I'm uh, I'm still in shock. <laughs> it's only gonna get worse. I know. This has been. GT Radio. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your stories and your insights. Make sure to continue the conversation on the GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.com. Even though we haven't done a question queue in a while at geektherapy.com slash QQ, you can ask a question or just ask on social media. Definitely join our Discord, which, again, like you heard earlier, magical things are happening on that Discord. It is it is the best. You can find that at geektherapy.com slash Discord. And we are... 
on Facebook, on Twitter. On Twitter, we are at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.